The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gons as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Hey everybody, you are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is May 1st, 2020. And uh, remember, this is episode 192, and this week, May Day Musk Madness. And remember, my name is Basil. And this is Gons. For some reason, Basil looks transparent on the screen, and I really can't fix it. But uh, this has um, been a rough week of technology, trying to get us to go live. And if anybody's wondering, we have a Skype connection going between me and Basil, we have uh, OBS running. We have Restream, which uh, collects the stream. Facebook Canary Cry Radio, Facebook Canary Cry Community, uh, Periscope, which nobody really watches on Periscope anyway. YouTube Canary Cry Radio, DLive Canary Cry Radio, Twitch Canary Cry Radio. That doesn't look like it's connected on my end, at least. And the YouTube Facebook. It like is playing. We got people in there. Okay, cool. So at least you're, you're seeing something, but... Yeah. Um, so we have all yeah. that going as well as all of our, you know, jingle machines and browsers and everything else. So it's a big operation to do this without a producer. So we're producing the show, engineering the show and hosting the show just doesn't always work that well all the time, but hopefully. Well, and especially when you got to rely on the internet company to give you the the space you need that's one of our biggest problems is you know we try to do this and the internet company sees all this bandwidth getting taken up and they say nay yeah nay this is our bandwidth not for you <laughs> yes podcasters yeah especially when we start but talking we're here about now stuff. we made it yeah. Might be. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so, something's. Yeah. I think there's a lag between. So me and Basil. that being said, welcome everybody. It's May Day, and many of you may know it as Illuminati Day. We're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff. Uh, in the past, you know, there's all sorts of fun little things that happen on May 1st. Um, so we'll be keeping an eye out for that. And there's certainly things happening now. But uh, first, Gons, let's uh, listen. We may put the call out last show for a, a food jingle because we're going to be keeping an eye on the food supply chain and everything going on there. So we got a little update. Hit us with that food jingle. Before I do, um, I'm seeing that OBS was sending out zero kilobytes per second for a few seconds. So you're, you're probably going to see us cut in and out on the live stream. Just uh, just bear with us with that. And if you, uh, if you can't handle it, we understand if, um, again, RSS feed, download the podcast on your podcast player afterwards, uh, you know, a few hours after the live stream, we usually publish it and you get a much cleaner, uninterrupted version of the episode in audio. Uh, because again, I'm seeing uh, for some reason, our feed out of OBS just keeps dropping to zero, uh, every once in a while. So we're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, it looks like the connection is still there. So we're just going to keep plowing through. And yes, we did make the call out for a jingle, a food jingle. And we got one. Now you are cooking. Can I get two hamburgers? Uh, yes, sir. With french fries? Yes, sir. What about an omelet? Sure. Got a couple eggs. <laughs> I like food. Food is good. I like food. Food is good. I love food. Food is good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, this little uh, update here, as everybody knows, I've been keeping track of the the food supply chain thing is really something uh, that's been bugging me lately. But today we got good news. This is from BabylonB.com. Food supply issues means U.S. can no longer sustain entire country of being morbidly obese. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Babylon B. Yes. Uh, as the shutdown of the entire country starts to affect the food supply chain with meat processing plants and other businesses closing, there are now signs of a looming crisis. Researchers say that the U.S. may soon no longer have enough food to support the entire country's being morbidly obese. Quote, we're already down to produce only enough food for 5,000 calories per day per person, said nutrition expert Mark Ward. Quote, if this trend continues, the country will simply not have enough food to sustain the extreme corpulence of every man, <laughs> woman, and child. We can support everyone being a bit chubby, but that's it. Fear of this disaster has already caused uh, the hoarding of Twinkies, Haagen-Dazs, and canned gravy. President Trump, Trump, though, is telling citizens not to worry. Quote, no one is losing a single pound while I'm president, Trump <laughs> promised. Quote, if we have to, we'll open up our national nacho cheese sauce reserve. Still, Trump said that people may want to eat more cautiously until things are back to normal. Quote, like you might want to look at the recommended serving size on the back and actually only eat that amount, Trump said, holding up a bag of Cheetos. You then looked at the back, quote, 21 pieces. That's not realistic. Okay, don't eat more than three times the recommended serving size. Thank you, President Trump. And thank you, Babylon B, for what uh, can only be described by some as a uh, an incredibly insensitive satirical <laughs> article about the food chain supply problem. Well, it's, we actually we were on Babylon B before it, it kind of blew up. We were, you know, you were talking about wanting to maybe invest in it or something. But uh, what I want to know is who's hoarding canned gravy or just eats straight out of the can. Do you do that? Do you like get a spoon and just eat Who's gravy? Who's not hoarding? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't, you don't hoard canned gravy and eat it just as a fun little, uh, nice little midnight snack? Just get mm. a straw and stick it in the top? You're good, man. That'll keep you going. Uh, I'll try it. I'll try it. I'll go to the store and, and stock up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it's it's May Day, Gons. Yes. And for those listeners who know, uh, they call it Illuminati Day. And traditionally, you know, it's a it's almost like a little holiday for some uh, elites around the world. And uh, lots of funky things happen. It's also a very important day in the occult world. But there's also a lot of other stuff going on where we got our COVID problems happening. Uh, why don't you tell us about what's going on in your side of the world there? Well, first off, uh, let me do this here. COVID. Stop this progress before it is too late. Right here in Southern California where I am at. Uh, May Day, conveniently, of course. KTLA 5, demonstrators gather in Huntington Beach after city vows legal action against state's order to close beaches. And um, if you're watching on the live stream, I'll just play kind of in the background here uh, the video of them, uh, the people protesting. A lot of red MAGA hats. More than 500 protesters gathered in Huntington Beach. You know, it says 500. I think there was way more. I don't know when this article was published it says uh, 2 o'clock, and I was hearing a lot more than 500 protesters. 
gathered in Huntington Beach Friday after the city announced it would pursue legal action against California Governor Gavin Uh Newsom's order to close Orange County beaches. The Huntington Beach City Council voted 5-2 to Thursday night to direct the city attorney to pursue any and all legal actions necessary to challenge the state's beach closure directive. During the press briefing Friday, Newsom said, quote, As it relates to the lawsuit, all I can say is, doesn't surprise me. In the meantime, the city agreed to close beaches Friday in accordance to the governor's order. Quote, we're very concerned about if we happen to be the only Orange County beach open at that point, Huntington Beach Mayor Lynn Samita said. Quote, this would be very difficult on our marine safety officers. Uh, Activities including sunbathing, walking, running, and water sports are also prohibited. Friday's protest was organized by We Have Rights prior to the state's order to close OC beaches in opposition to the state's stay-at-home order. The group, which has demonstrated planned uh, demonstrations planned throughout California Friday, demanded that Governor Newsom reopen businesses and churches. Quote, our group is dedicated to the restoration and protection of the rights of freedoms, uh, rights and freedoms, Provided under the Constitution of All Americans, the group's website states, and uh, kind of goes on to talk about it. I was hearing a lot more than uh, 500. I was hearing like thousands of people. So I don't know if uh, I don't know who to believe here. I, I mean, I, I guess I can head down there. You know, if uh, if all else fails with the stream, I can just say I give up and I can just head down there and live stream from my phone to see what's going on. But um, yeah, it's, it's starting to happen. People are upset. Yeah. People are not taking this and it, well, it's, you know, it's go ahead. Uh Oh, I think I lost Basil. I can't hear you if you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you I are. Know. What's up? <laughs> I'm having a hard time. You just push through until I fix this. Okay. So I find it very interesting and convenient that, on May Day, you know, May Day being a very, uh, the, the May Day protests in history, right? That be, being something of significance, the 1886 protest, uh, that people would come out and do this. And maybe it was planned all along. But I'll tell you that, um, and I've reported on this uh, on past live streams and past episodes of Canary Cry News Talk. I have a buddy who gets to kind of be an ear on, uh, during uh you know, calls and stuff with uh, pretty high up military in California. And he was explaining to me well before all of this for a couple months now that the national guard has been deployed and that they're trying to, uh, you know, they're getting all those, all these bullets and all kinds of stuff. And, um, and one of the more recent calls, the whole idea was, Hey, we're just preparing for civil unrest. And that was actually this past week that 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 sort of call went out to some of the uh, the the military folks in California anyway with the National Guard. And so it's interesting that we're starting to see it now. And hopefully, you know, this isn't some kind of false flag event where uh, some some protesters get violent and the National Guard has to get in there and get violent. And and we don't want to see that, obviously. But uh, here we go. This is what people have been warning about and i'm seeing obs sending out zero kilobytes per second again so we're really not streaming right now and i think basil's frozen too because obviously he's not talking he's not hearing me so wow this is a disaster i know this is so crazy can you hear me now you sound like you're on a a telephone but yes i can hear you (laughs) 
it really is a disaster and i don't i don't even know if you can yeah okay well i don't know if you can hear me or not or if anybody is getting any of this anymore but this is a good time to remind everybody that uh, you know this live stream thing is actually more of a supplemental activity for canary cry radio canary cry news talk and all sorts of things that we do we uh put out we've been doing the podcast version we've had our rss feed uh feeding the podcast to the people for almost 10 years now so if you find that the live stream is a little bit too sketchy for you and it's just not working out or not working out for us remember you can go to itunes or stitcher or spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, subscribe to the podcast feed you'll get an incredibly uh impressively clean audio version of the show there and so i just recommend everybody go do that especially on days like today where uh the internet saboteuring is at its is at its peak yeah how am i sounding to you now gans uh, you still sound like you're coming through uh a telephone absolutely or nothing uh, oh you can't hear me that's that's the other problem you can't hear me uh, that's a problem just in general in terms of doing the show because uh i mean i can barely yeah. hear you but there's obviously a lag between us and that's not good but you know hey we're just gonna try to keep plowing through here <laughs> and just uh, another point to make uh, about the Huntington Beach protesters, there's a lot of people, if you go on social media and stuff, you'll find a lot of people just condemning the people protesting and you know making it a political issue and whatnot. And uh, that's just another angle where, you know, people have rights. People have the right to go out and protest. And I think at this point, uh, people are fed up. And uh, this was expected. But I will say, just in terms of the fact that we're on, you know, this is May 1st, and to see you know, a lot of the big type of protests begin to happen on May 1st, I think is a little convenient. I think it's a little bit suspicious in that sense, but I understand the people and their, uh, and their uh, you know, restlessness with all of this, especially since um, less than 0.003% of Californians have actually died from the virus. Uh, I, I can understand and all the alternative media that's available nowadays that are clearly being censored, clearly being, uh, you know, just not shared a lot, uh, especially dissenting views from doctors and uh, people that are within the medical field that have something to say about it. That's not with the status quo. They're being silenced. And I think a lot of people are starting to catch on to that. And so, you know, we're just going to have to, uh, we're going to see how, we, I, again, I'm praying and hoping that nobody gets hurt with this situation because the National Guard are ready to deal with this type of thing. That was the whole point of deploying them over a month ago and, you know, starting to distribute all kinds of ammo and everything else uh, had to do with this type of um, civil unrest is what they're going to label it. So, you know, just something to keep an eye on, and uh, we're going to try to move on here. There's another protest in Michigan that uh, took place, and this one was a little more intense. Uh, Basil, can you can you do it, or is it? Do I have to do it here? Shall I try? You can, yeah. you can try. How, you can try. How am I sounding to you now? I mean, it still sounds My like back? you're on. Yeah, okay. you're still. You're I'm going to try here. Okay. This is. 
Go for it. Okay. This is WesternJournal.com. Whitmer facing full rebellion as armed protesters storm building. Legislature turns on her. So this is getting gnarly over in Michigan. I know we've got uh, a good amount of Michigander listeners, so listen up. Uh, the article reads, it looks like Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is starting is staring down a rebellion from both her legislature and furious state residents. The revolt comes as part of a larger anger focused on how Whitmer has used her coronavirus emergency declaration to enact strict stay-at-home orders. Protests against the order seem to come to a head Thursday, that was yesterday, as armed activists storm Michigan House of Representatives at the state capitol. Armed activists, holy smokes. While citizens were voicing their disapproval in the halls, Michigan's GOP-led House turned on Whitmer at the same time. According to WXYZ-TV, lawmakers not only refused to extend the governor's emergency declaration, but even voted to challenge Whitmer's authority in a court of law. The governor was hoping to extend the declaration an additional 28 days. Protesters have fought Whitmer's orders with large gatherings, but this is the first time such an aggressive demand has been made to reopen the state's communities and economy. Video of the protest shows armed demonstrators chanting for access to the House floor. Uh, this is a tweet from Rob Gill. Multiple armed gunmen stormed... Mi- Listen to that. Gunmen. Armed gunmen. Storm <laughs> Michigan State House. State police are protecting Gov Whitmer uh, and blocking the gunmen from gaining access to the House floor. Interesting how you see two different ways that these uh, people are being portrayed. In one hand, they're being they are called armed activists. Yeah, and then on the, this tweet from Rob Gill, they're armed gunmen. <laughs> uh, which you know, I don't know how to how to exactly parse those two terms out, but certainly uh, it shows the 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 proclivities of both of these different outlets here. The article. Continues, State Senator Dana Polehanki, Polehanki, yeah, okay, took a photo of some of the armed protesters claiming the men were yelling at her and her colleagues. Oh, my gosh. Polehanki added that some lawmakers who owned bulletproof vests chose to wear them Thursday. Yeah, good. Uh, Another uh, tweet from Senator Dana Polohanki here. Directly above me, men with rifles yelling at us. Some of my colleagues who own bulletproof vests are wearing them. I've never appreciated our sergeant at arms more than today. President Donald Trump has previously voiced support for Michigan residents, calling for the liberation of several states in a series of tweets. Uh, For Whitmer, the signs of this revolt should have been crystal clear. The Michigan legislature announced an oversight committee late last week, a group specifically created to provide accountability for the governor's coronavirus response. As for the angry residents storming the Michigan House, these armed demonstrators are proof that if you push American citizens too far, bad things are bound to happen. Thanks to these everyday Michiganders, their Republican-led House, it looks like the state's reopening could happen soon. There you go. This is intense, Gons. Like you were saying, uh, I mean, this is the, the... uh, armed civilians basically storming a government building and saying, hey, we disagree with what you're doing there, government. And, you know, 
on one hand, of course, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Don't want to see anybody get in trouble. But when it comes to the Second Amendment, I mean, this is pretty much what it was made for. It's there to uh, remind the government that they work for the people. Right. So this is very intense. Now, that being said, it is a little bit spooky because when we talk about things like martial law and gun control and things like that, this is the type of thing that will be used as an example of... Things we just can't let happen. We can't let this happen in America. We're better than this. You're going to hear this quite a bit over the next week or so. And the fact of the matter is that this is the type of thing that makes America better than a lot of less, uh, you know, a lot of other places where the individual citizens have less of an effect on the way that they are governed um, than we do here. Now, like I said, this is going to be flipped and used in uh, some pretty horrible ways. So we'll see how that develops. But, uh, you know, this is probably one of the most american things i've ever seen yeah i'd agree and i think if i'm not mistaken some of the uh you know they're trying to pin this as a uh, uh, look at these crazy trump supporters but the liberate michigan tweet that's uh quoted here i think it was more of a political qu- uh tweet that he was making and not so much a uh you know uh, end the mm-hmm. end the lockdown type of tweet but you know they're going to twist things whatever way they want to fit their oh little boy. narrative i lost yeah so there you go uh civil unrest finally starting to happen here and conveniently being uh, pushed out there on may 1st may day oh no are you back we, nope. yeah, i'm back we got the skype disconnected jingle yeah the skype disconnected jingle <laughs> Oh man, Dang, this is brutal, man. This is this is pretty disastrous today. Um, I know this is really brutal. We might have to jump straight to uh, some of the the good stuff, the May Day stuff. Um, but here is where we had planned to take a little break uh, to thank everybody for watching the show and to remind everybody. Now, this is a special day. We're all having trouble with the Internet today. This is the day. This is the thing that is going to make me uh, call my Internet provider and try to upgrade to maybe a T1 connection or something like that. Um, but we will see what happens. Uh Oh, it looks like the Twitch dropped. Yeah, everything. Oh, it, look, it sounds like everything so... dropped for a moment there. Everything. It's you. You. Okay. You just came well, back we'll... in really clear on my end, but we're not giving a feed. Ooh. The feed to the uh, restream yeah. is not working right now. Yeah, it looks. I'm looking at the chat here. So... People are having a lot of trouble. Well, oh, yeah. we're back on Twitch. I see that. All right. Okay. Well, we're just going to keep going here, I suppose. Now, uh, I want to thank everybody who follows the Twitch channel. That's a great way to support us. I'm going to give a few shout-outs here to some of the new Twitch followers. I'm just going to read right down the list they give me here. So I want to give a big thank you to Runk Smash. Oh, sorry. Uh, Bourbon Lovin'... That's okay. There you go. Bourbon Lovin' Nub. (laughs) (laughs) I like Leader that one. IND. Leaderind? Leaderind. Lead errand. Uh, Reafem. Thank you, Reafem. We got Laura J. Garrity. 81. All right. Biological Android. What's up, Biological Android? 
We got Sam on it. Samonite Auto. Samonite Auto. Googly eyes for Prez. Ooh, oh, I like that. Wow. Googly eyes for Prez. That yeah, thanks good. for joining the stream there. Jonathan Tudrick. Too dry? Too dry, K. Yep. Don't be deceived by them. Thanks for joining. Don't be deceived by them. Yeah, we got all sorts of good people here. I'll just call out a couple more. Real Monty 33. Uh-oh. Happy May Day, Real Monty 33. Dilly Hoop Sprout. And uh two more here. We got Shell Toy and Arctic Reeker. Thank you guys for joining and following the Twitch channel. We uh, Twitch is a great uh, solution for people like Gons and I. We are your essential employees, so we're trying to make partner over on Twitch. They've got a lot of great, uh, f more fun tools and uh, things for followers and producers over there on Twitch. So we are trying to hit an average of 75 concurrent viewers uh, to the Twitch right now. Last I checked, we we're at about 60. Um, and uh, I know things are laggy. Things are laggy all across uh, all of our streams right now. Um, so please thank you for giving us a break there. Uh, let's see. We got a new Miss V66. Thanks for thanks for joining. So there you go, Gons. Um, I don't know. We, I'm going to keep this short because uh, we don't know when we're going to completely lose our ability to, to keep streaming. Yeah. Uh, I will drop the link in the chat just so it's there. Oh, this must be so hard to listen to. Yeah. Uh, what what do we do? What do, do I, I get to get a business be. link or business internet or something? I don't know what what has to change here, but this is just yeah, out of control. I don't know. You got to got to did you upgrade to T1? No, we upgraded to the T1 Gigablast or, or something. I don't know. Try yeah. to upgrade. It's we might not. need to use some of this Patreon. Here's the thing. Here's the commitment I'm making right now. Every dollar that gets uh either donated or um or uh pledged on our patreon or comes in on our paypal whatever money comes in today gons we're gonna put that directly towards upgrading our internet connections yeah what do you think Let's, can you agree to that sounds like a plan okay yeah i like that idea. all right so that's the plan people here's the thing we are your employees your essential employees this is all we got nowadays and if you guys value the show you're seeing the problems we're having today and if you're out there and you can hear this i don't even know if anybody's hearing this but if you're hearing this go to patreon.com slash ccnt for canary cry news talk or patreon.com slash uh canary uh canary cry radio or you can go to canarycryradio.com slash support. And here's the thing. Any pledges that come in today, uh, whether it's on Patreon, on PayPal, or a one-time donation on canarycryradio.com slash support, anything that comes in today is going directly to pay for Gons and I to upgrade our internet connection to at least a T1 connection. I mean, that takes, uh, that would be at least a couple hundred bucks a month for us to do that. Um, but I have had just about enough 
of <laughs> us getting our connections throttled and yeah. ruining the show. So if if you are out there, <laughs> Cindy Wingate is uh, calling us out for a Hegelian dialectic here. <laughs> Problem, reaction, solution. That's hey. right. This is our version. <laughs> this is our coronavirus. <laughs> if you're out there, uh, I'm telling you, any anything that comes in today, we're we're putting that directly towards uh, improving our internet connection. Whatever the money, whatever pledges come in today, that's going to decide. I, I'm let's upgrade to what the highest possible connection that comes in uh, that we can afford with the money that comes in today. Guns, what do you say? Sounds good. Who knows? I, like I mean, idea. if we get a bunch of money in, let's go straight to T four, baby. Direct connection. Is there a T five G? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get that 5g installed yeah. right into my headset oh, here that'd be great yeah. no but i at least want to get to t1 i'm sorry this is just crazy i'm so frustrated with uh our situation today we cannot have this happen again yeah well frustrations uh go all around because um last night i had a little a little situation with my youtube channel and uh mm -hmm. You know, I, I saw an email come in and I was like, son of a beasting, because Ooh. one of my videos, uh, it was about the sin virus, um, was taken down by YouTube because it was considered, uh, what was it? Inappropriate content. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Why don't you tell a little bit about your, your sin virus theory? Cause you told me this theory, you brought it onto the, uh, you put your sin virus theory out on the show last year, the year before, something like that. It's a really great theory. Um, but this is the video that you made that got taken down. Yeah. So the idea, and I talked about it mainly in age of deceit three. Um, but the idea here is, is it's kind of an analogy that the, the sin virus, the sin itself is kind of like a virus for all creation, you know, based on Romans eight, that creation is corrupt and, and waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. And the whole notion here is that uh, this idea of sin explains not just the decay, you know, not just death and the second law of thermodynamics, but this whole problem that we're facing as humanity. We all know that death is wrong, you know, just inherently. You don't have to be a believer to think that, that the, something's wrong with, with death, the whole idea of death. And the Bible tells us that from sin comes death. So, uh, that, that's the whole point. And I made a video called the real virus and maybe the title was the reason why it, it got flagged on YouTube, but, um, it got flagged. Mm -hmm. They took a look at it and they they deemed it inappropriate content. And so they deleted it off my channel, which is a first for yeah. me because I've done a decent job of trying to, uh, you know, get around the sort of uh, censorship that YouTube has been cracking down on for the last few years. And, uh, you know, a lot of it had to do with like political messaging and stuff early on. Uh, but in more recent years, it seems like just whatever information that goes against the status quo. And in terms of, uh, of my video, I think the, the most disturbing thing about the fact that my video was taken down was that it's an opinion piece really about my worldview and, and you know a spiritual worldview so if you're gonna if youtube is gonna go ahead and start you know censoring videos about people's spiritual beliefs we're talking revelation 13 in terms of like going after the saints i mean we're not there yet in, in america anyway 
but that's kind of where it's headed. And, uh, you know, I did an impromptu live stream last night and got to hang out with some people and chat with folks. Uh, but yeah, it was, I was really surprised that they would take it down because, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where it, look, I, I did talk a little bit about the virus, but it really wasn't about the virus so much. It was more about sin. And if they're going to start, you know, censoring religious content, then uh, what are we? Are we in communist China? What are, what's going on here? Hate speech, hate speech, Gonzo. Hate speech. Yeah, and yeah. I actually, I have a uh, a quote from Edward Bernays. He's one of the uh, the grandfathers of propaganda, and we're living in this age now where uh, you know people are more educated and people have access to a lot more information. And I find it fascinating that he he had a quote here about literacy and education and how propaganda works even despite all that. And he said, quote, universal literacy was supposed to educate the common man to control his environment. Once he could read and write, he would have the mind or he would have a mind fit to rule. So ran the democratic doctrine, but instead of a mind, universal literacy has given him rubber stamps, rubber stamps inked with advertising slogans, with editorials, with published scientific data, with the trivialities of the tabloids and the platitudes of history, but quite innocent of original thought. Each man's rubber stamp are the duplicates of millions of others, so that when those millions are exposed to the same stimuli, all receive identical imprints. It may seem an exaggeration to say that the American public gets most of its ideas in this wholesale fashion. The mechanism by which ideas are disseminated on a large scale is propaganda in the broad sense of an organized effort to spread a particular belief or doctrine. And that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing that that battle between the establishment trying to maintain a sort of information authorita- authoritarian dictatorship over everybody Um against those who are doing independent research and thinking for themselves and uh, doing different kinds of uh, reporting or even experimenting and coming out with uh, opposing ideas, opposing theories, opposing realities than the status quo. And that's where a lot of this crackdown starts to happen. And the more the people realize what's going on, the more the tools to get away from this centralized type of system become readily available, the more the legacy, you know, totalitarian, whatever, communist platforms like YouTube are going to start cracking down. So hey, now that I said that, you know, demonetized, yeah, I called YouTube <laughs> communist ministry, in, in this video. The ministry of uh, truthiness, Gons. I think yes. YouTube is, is at the head of the pack for the ministry of truthiness. And that's part of why we switched over to Twitch. Now, look, Twitch isn't perfect. Twitch is, uh, I, Twitch is part of the big corporate establishment. But, uh, yeah. you know, we all, that's why we also are investing our time and resources into the decentralized internet. And those of you who don't know what the decentralized internet 
it is or what it can do for you or what it's inevitably going to do for us, you can go to canarycryradio.com slash crypto. Um, that'll show you, uh, Gons has a great long write up there. You can learn about the decentralized internet, what that means, um, what, what the benefits are, things like that. Um, so yeah, by no means are we saying Twitch is a, a, you know, a totally free space, but the biggest thing is that Twitch, uh, is they're not, you know, it's a, it's a better place for Gons and I to, uh, to support ourselves when we do this sort of thing. As you see, YouTube can take down any video whenever they want. Um, Twitch is more geared towards live streaming. They don't save the videos for very long. Um, but it's a great, they have a lot of great tools for Gons and I, uh, to support ourselves. And that's what we're trying to do. Uh, of course we have a lot of great support through donations, things like that. But so, but joining and watching on Twitch is a great way to do that. And I want to give a shout out to Sable marked ferret. Uh, who said, I really don't like Twitch, but I signed up just for you too. So thank you, Sable Aww, Marked thanks. Ferret. And then also uh, Dave K. <laughs> Dave K. PGHPA. Dave Kapika is on Twitch to support the cause. So thank you guys so much. All right. All right. Anything else about what you want to, about your video that got taken down or you want to? Yeah, I mean, I just dropped the uh, the Unstoppable Domains link there, and that's where, again, we've mentioned it. I, I've mentioned it multiple times now, but it's a place where you can purchase domains, .crypto extensions, and own them for life. You don't have to pay VeriSign every single year to keep your, your .com domains because VeriSign owns all the .com domains. They own the .com extension. So if you have a domain, if you have a website and it ends in .com or .net or .edu or .gov, you're just borrowing mm -hmm. from VeriSign. So we're, we're here to right. try to get around that and, and you know, try to fix that by decentralizing the internet. So you can go there and uh, you can purchase your domains and uh, get with the decentralization movement, at least for now. These are just tools. As I said last in last night's stream, these are just tools here. These aren't you know, foolproof solutions. But uh, again, as people get educated about these things, I think the YouTubes and stuff are going to get even more crackdowny, communist, uh, totalitarian, overlord, power trip. You know, all that <laughs> stuff. Whatever, <laughs> whatever right. other ways you can describe it. All right, should we ch chat about some May Day stuff? Let's do it. Hold on. Give me one second here. I'm going to first off do this and Mayday. Here we go. Oh, it's a new world order. It's here. Illuminatus. 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 All right. Well, yes. how about we start out from this article on time.com, who's going to give an interesting a sort of mainstream rundown of May 1st, May Day. Um, this again, time.com and the article reads celebrations on May 1st have long had two seemingly contradictory meanings. On one hand, May Day is known for maypoles, flowers and welcoming the spring. On the other hand, it's a day of worker solidarity and solidarity and protest through the U S observes its official labor day in September. Many countries will celebrate labor day on Monday. How did that happen? 
Like so many historical twists, by complete accident, as time explained in 1929, two old-fashioned uh, old people, May Day means flowers, grass, picnics, children, clean frocks to up and doing, socialists and communists, it means speech-making, parading, bombs, brickbats, uh, conscientious violence. This connotation dates back to May Day 1886, when some 200,000 U.S. workmen engineered a nationwide strike for an eight-hour day. The May 1st, 1886 labor action wasn't just any strike. It was part of what became known as the Haymarket Affair. On May 1st of that year, Chicago, along with other cities, was the site of a major union demonstration in support of the eight-hour workday. The Chicago protests were meant to be part of several days of action. On May 3rd, a strike at the McCormick Reaper plant in the city turned violent. The next day, a peaceful meeting at Haymarket Square became even more so. Here's how time summed it up in 1938. A few minutes after 10 o'clock on the night of May 4, 1886, a storm began to blow up in Chicago. As the first drops of rain fell, a crowd in Haymarket Square in the Packing House District began to break up. At 8 o'clock, there had been 3,000 persons on hand listening to anarchists denounce the brutality of the police and demand the eight-hour day. But by 10, there were only a few hundred. The mayor, who had waited around in expectation of trouble, went home and went to bed. The last speaker was finishing his talk when a delegation of 180 policemen marched from the station a block away to break up what remained of the meeting. They stopped a short distance from the speaker's wagon as a captain ordered the meeting to disperse and the speaker cried out that it was a peaceable gathering. A bomb exploded in the police ranks and it wounded 67 policemen, of whom seven died. The police opened fire, killing several men and wounding 200. And the Haymarket tragedy became a part of U.S. history. In 1889, the International Socialist Conference declared that in commemoration of the Haymarket Affair, May 1st would be an international holiday of labor for labor, now known in many places as International Workers' Day. In the U.S., that holiday came in for particular contempt during the anti-communist fervor of the early Cold War in July of 1958. President Eisenhower signed a resolution named May 1st Loyalty Day in an attempt to avoid any hint of solidarity, solidarity with the workers of the world on May Day. <laughs> the resolution declared that it would be a special day for the reaffirmation of loyalty to the United States of America and for the recognition of the heritage of American freedom. So there you go. Gons, you know, is a bloody, has a little bit of a bloody history, but it's all about the workers giving the common man their power back. Yeah, of course. Uh, which, <laughs> which, you know, reading this, and again, this was an article that was published back in 2015 and then updated on May 1st of 2017. All very strange, but how today of all days, you know, the big protests started to happen. And uh, of course, right now, as we sit here, we're only seeing it from Huntington beach and Michigan. And I saw some people mm -hmm. in the, in the chat saying that all of it is, you know, staged so that they they have someone to blame for the, uh, the, the second wave of the virus when it catches everybody. And that may be so, but in terms of just this day out of all the days being that day, I find it very fascinating. Uh, given our history. Yeah. Because we're kind of protesting the same thing in a way. 
you know, more or less, they're protesting the same idea of like a, a socialist or a communist type of uh, situation that has crept up in recent days or recent, recent week, weeks because of the virus. So, yeah, just a fascinating parallel with that. But that's, that's not the only place where we find the uh, May 1st day because obviously there's a, a little history uh, when it comes to May 1st. Illuminatus! <laughs> and that has to do with May 1st being the day that the uh, Bavarian Illuminati was founded. And uh, this is, uh, I think I got this on uh, Wikipedia, uh, Wiki Commons. This is the cover of, uh, I guess, the document that was written by Adam Weissop. Of, uh, he was a Jesuit, and all, we'll read about him in a second here. But you see the logo here with, uh, this looks like a bit, you know, whoever drew this, this is supposed to be an owl. Kind of looks mm-hmm. like a creepy baby bear, doesn't it? <laughs> it I thought it kind of looked like a cat. <laughs> well, that's because you're a cat lover. Remember early, like it's one like of the first k- things we cute learned about kitty. in the, in the techno, the te- technocalypse documentary was that when cats look at other people, they think they're looking at giant human like cats. No, they, they think they're looking at other cats. Yeah, cats see people as just big cats. Yeah, so maybe you just have <laughs> a thing where you, anytime you see anything small and fuzzy, you think it's a cat. Um, yeah, am I the only one? <laughs> uh, we're going to read that's a, pretty normal. We're gonna, no, we won't read the whole thing, but just to get a little history here, this is, uh, this is the Britannica.com. Uh, so mm-hmm. this is a, you know, an official, quote-unquote, uh, Public or not, not publication, I guess a website yeah. here. Uh, the Illuminati Encyclopedia Britannica, yeah. Illuminati yeah. designation and use from the 15th century assumed or applied to various groups or persons who claim to be unusually enlightened. The word is the plural of the Latin Illuminatus, revealed or enlightened. There's a little yeah. mugshot there of Adam Weissop. And it says here, early Illuminati, according to adherents, the source of the light was viewed as being directly communicated from a higher source or due to a clarified and exalted condition of the human intelligence, the human intelligence to the former class, uh, uh, to the former class belong the Alumbrados, the Spanish enlightened of Spain, Spanish historian Marcelino uh, Menendez y Palayo first finds the name about 1492 in the form Illuminados, 1498, but traces them back to the Gnostic uh, origin and thinks their views were promoted in Spain through influences from Italy, which would be Rome. One of their earliest leaders, indeed, some scholars style her as a pre-Alumbrado, was Maria de Santo Domingo, who came to be known as La Beata de Piedrahita. She was a laborer's daughter born in Alden. Oh gosh. Aldenueva. Aldeanueva. Aldeanueva. Aldeanueva, south of Salamanca around 1485. She joined the Dominican order as a teenager and soon achieved renowned, uh, renowned as a prophet and mystic who could converse directly with Jesus Christ and the Virgin. Ferdinand of Aragon invited her to his court, and he became convinced of the sincerity of her visions. The Dominicans appealed to Pope Julius II for guidance, and a series of trials were convened under the auspicious uh, auspices. Oh gosh, I'm having a hard time talking. Of the Inquisition, 
Her patrons, which by then included not only Ferdinand, but also Francisco Cardinal Jimenez de Cicernos and the Duke of Alba, ensured that no decision was taken against her and she was cleared in 1510. And then it gets into Ignatius of Loyola. And uh, there's a, Loyola, a picture of Loyola there. Uh, the movement under the name Illumines uh, seemed to have reached France from Seville in 1623. Three, it attained some prominence in Picardy when joined in 1634 by Pierre Guirin, curé of St. Giorgios de Royo, whose followers uh, known as Guirinets were suppressed in 1635. Another body of Illuminus surfaced in the south of France in 1722 and appears to have lingered till 1794, having affinities with those known contemporarily as French prophets, an offshoot of the Protestant militant Camisards. And that uh, goes into the Rosicrucians and people that taught Hermeticism and Christian Gnosticism, Jewish Kabbalah, alchemy, and all the things of the mystery religions. And then we get to the Bavarian Illuminati, and that's where we get the May 1st date. Perhaps the group most closely associated with the name Illuminati was a short-lived movement of Republican free thought founded on May Day 1776 by Adam Weisop, professor of canon law and Ingolstadt and a former Jesuit. The members of this secret society called themselves Perfectibilists. Their founder's aim was to replace Christianity with a religion of reason, as later did the revolutionaries of France in the 19th century positivist philosopher Auguste Comte. The order was organized along Jesuit lines and kept internal discipline in a system of mutual surveillance based on that model. Its members pledged obedience to their superiors and were divided into three main classes. The first included novices, Minervals and lesser Illuminati. The second consisted of Freemasons, ordinary Scottish and Scottish Knights. And the third, or mystery class, comprised two grades of priest and regent, as well as magus and king. And it uh, goes on here. We'll leave all the links in the description of canarycrynewstalk.com. Uh, but uh, there's a quick overview, and there's another National Geographic article that I think uh, Basil will get into here in a second. But there's a lot of history here, and it all ties back to the mystery religions, the Gnosticism, that uh, so much of which were refuted, um, especially by Paul and the epistles. Um, I think it, this whole thing has been around for a while, and it's it's not old or it's not new at all. Of course, May first being uh, you know an important day in, in recent centuries, but the ideas go way way back. And as you know, Bible believing Christians, we can labeled them as uh, antichrist spirit uh, in my opinion that's right and it all goes back to may 1st 1776 which is obviously a an important uh, year for america in general but you know it also ties in a lot you know the fact that it was 1776 being an important year for uh, the united states being founded as sort of a new atlantis you know uh, right. Many members of uh, Freemasonry and, you know, the Illuminati, which which uh, 
formally disbanded, but then sort of uh, merged with Freemasonry and was sort of a secret society within a secret society. But more on that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, for a little bit more information here, we're just reading straight from nationalgeographic.com. So this is, you know, for those who think it's uh, crazy, I mean, hey, National Geographic. And we, you know, on this show, just for... Uh, the purposes of those who just tune in, you know, there's a lot of information, a lot of blogs, a lot of fringy websites that talk about uh, the Illuminati in all sorts of different ways. But we find it valuable to, uh, you know, for those who maybe uh, want some other sources besides any any old blog, not to say that any old blog is is not a, a good source of extended information, but you know, for the the normies out there who think Illuminati is made up, uh, so Dan Brown could write books <laughs> and Tom Hanks could uh, you know make movies. Um, where this is official history that we're going to go through and anything extending from official history, uh, there's all sorts of fun rabbit holes to go in uh in that direction as well but here we go this is nationalgeographic.com meet the man who started the illuminati how did a bavarian professor end up creating a group that would be at the center of two centuries of conspiracy theories the 18th century german thinker adam weishaupt who would have been stunned if he had known his ideas would one day fuel global conspiracy theories <laughs> and inspire best-selling novels and blockbuster films I don't think he'd be that stunned. No, he'd be um, like okay. right, right on, right as planned. <laughs> yes, perfect. That's he would have perfect. been. Uh, yes, <laughs> the plan is working perfectly. Until he was thirty-six, the vast majority of his compatriots would have been equally stunned to discover that this outwardly respectable professor was a dangerous enemy of the state, whose secret society, the Illuminati, was seen to threaten the very fabric of society. Born in 1748 in Ingolstadt, a city in the electorate of Bavaria, now part of modern-day modern Germany, Weishaupt was a descendant of Jewish converts to Christianity. Orphaned at a young age, his scholarly uncle took care of his education and enrolled him in a Jesuit school. After completing his studies, Weishaupt became a professor of natural and canon law at the University of Ingolstadt, married, and started a family. On the surface, it was a conventional enough career until 1784 when the Bavarian state learned of his incendiary ideas. Uh, secret papers seized by the Bavarian authorities revealed fascinating details about the rituals of the Illuminati. A novice preparing to pass the higher level of Minerval, for example, had to present a detailed report on the titles of the books he owned, the identity of his enemies, and the weak points of his character. Upon initiation as a Minerval, he promised to sacrifice all personal interests to those of the society. Well, they just happen to leave out some of the uh, <laughs> shadier parts Shady of parts. that ritual, but also, that's okay. Also, keep that little part in mind about uh, sacrificing personal interests for the to those of the society. Keep that in mind right. as uh, we go on to Elon Musk later. That's right. The article goes on, A closer look at his upbringing, however, reveals that Weissop always had a restless mind. As a boy, he was an avid reader, consuming books by the latest French Enlightenment philosophers in his uncle's library. Bavaria at the time was deeply conservative and Catholic. Weishaupt was not the only one who believed that the monarchy and the church were repressing freedom of thought. 
Convinced that religious ideas were no longer an adequate belief system to govern modern societies, he decided to find another form of, quote, illumination, a set of ideas and practices that could be applied to radically change the way European states were run. So there you go. Even from the beginning, it's it's uh, focused around uh, not <laughs> running thinking countries. that... Yeah, running countries. It's all about control of uh, societies. Moving on, Freemasonry was steadily expanding throughout Europe in this period, offering attractive alternatives to freethinkers. Weishaupt initially thought of joining a lodge, disillusioned with many of the Freemasons' ideas, however. He became absorbed in books dealing with such esoteric themes as Mysteries of the Seven Sages of Memphis and the Kabbalah, Mm. and decided to found a new secret society of his own. Interesting how he thought religious ideas uh, were not good enough, and so he just went and found some other religious <laughs> ideas yeah. from the mystery religions. So, what a man of reason. <laughs> uh, Society of Secrets, Weishaupt was not, he said, against religion itself, but rather the way in which it was practiced and imposed. His thinking, he wrote, offered freedom from all religious prejudices, cultivates the social virtues, and animates them by a great, a, a feasible, and speedy prospect of universal happiness. Yay. Of course. To achieve this, it was not necessary to or create necessary. a state of liberty. What's that? You said not necessary. Ah, yes. It was necessary. Yeah. Thank you. To achieve this, it was necessary to create a state of liberty and moral equality, freed from the obstacles which subordination, rank, and riches continually throw in our way. Hmm. He's done a pretty good job there, huh? On the night of May 1st, 1776, the first Illuminati met to found the order in a forest near Ingolstadt. Met in the forest, huh? Sketchy. (laughs) Sketchy for sure. Bathed in torchlight, there were five men. There were established uh, there. They established the rules that they were... To govern the order, all future candidates for admission required the members' consent, a strong reputation with well-established familial and social connections, and wealth. You had to have the wealth. Don't even try to get in the club if you're a, a scrub, as Beyonce would put it. In the beginning... <laughs> The Order's membership had three levels, novices, Minervals, and illuminated Minervals. Minerval referred to the Roman goddess of wisdom, Minerva, reflecting the Order's aim to spread true knowledge or illumination about how society and the state might be reshaped. So there you go, taking the, taking the name of the goddess of knowledge as your uh, illuminated Minervals, the highest class uh, of the Illuminati at the time. Um, let's see here. Over the following years, Vysop's secret order grew considerably in size and diversity, possibly numbering 600 members by 1782. They included important people in Bavarian public life, such as Baron Adolf von Nieck. Uh, although at first the Illuminati were limited to Vysop students, the membership expanded to include, uh, uh, to included, expanded to included, huh? Yeah. Noblemen, politicians, doctors, lawyers, and jurists, as well as intellectuals and some leading writers, including Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, 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 I think it's Goethe, Goethe. by the end of by the end of 1784, the Illuminati had 2,000 to 3,000 members. 
Uh, Baron von Nihi played a very considerable role in the society's organizations and expansions. As a former Freemason, he was in favor of adopting rites similar to theirs. Members of the Illuminati were given a symbolic, quote, secret name taken from classical antiquity. Weishaupt was Spartacus, for example, and Nihi was Philo. Uh, the membership levels also became a more complex hierarchy. There are a total of 13 degrees of initiation divided into three classes. The first culminated in the degree of Illuminatus Minor, the second Illuminatus Dirigens, and the third that of King. Uh, let's see here. Okay, one more little section here, a uh, little note. After the French Revolution began in 1789, the Illuminati were accused of desiring a similar revolt against the Bavarian regime. Some even claimed that Weissop had met the French revolutionary leader Robespierre. Uh, Robespierre. In reality, Weissop was more of a reformer than firebrand revolutionary. Okay. An inside job. Pressures, both internal and external, however, would soon put an end to the order's expansion into the upper echelons of Bavarian power. Weishaupt and Nihi increasingly fought over the aims and procedures of the order, a conflict that, in the end, forced Nihi to leave the society. At the same time, another X-Men member, Joseph Olschneider, wrote a letter to the Grand Duchess of Bavaria, supposedly lifting the lid on this most secret of societies. The revelations were a mix of truth and lies, according to Olschneider. The Illuminati believed that suicide was legitimate, that its enemies should be poisoned, and that religion was an absurdity. He also suggested that Illuminati were conspiring against Bavaria on behalf of Austria, having been warned by his wife, the Duke Elector of Bavaria, issued an edict in June 1784, banning the creation of any kind of society not previously authorized by law. The Illuminati initially thought that this general prohibition would not directly affect them, but just under a year later, in March 1785, the Bavarian sovereign passed a second edict which expressly banned the order. In the course of carrying out arrests of members, Bavarian police found highly compromising documents, including a defense of suicide and atheism, a plan to create a female branch of the order, invisible ink recipes, and medical instructions for carrying out abortions. Oh, that's interesting. I did not know that. The evidence was used as the basis for accusing the order of conspiring against religion and the state. In August 1787, the Duke Elector issued a third edict in which he confirmed that the order was prohibited and imposed the death penalty for membership. Weishaupt lost his post at the University of Ingolstadt and was banished. He lived the rest of his life in Gotha in Saxony where he taught philosophy at the University of Göttingen. Uh, the Bavarian state considered the Illuminati dismantled. Mm -hmm. Ooh, the Bavarian state considered the <laughs> Illuminati dismantled. Yeah. Their legacy, however, has endured and fuels many conspiracy theories. Weishaupt was accused falsely of helping to plot the French Revolution. The Illuminati have been fingered in, recently, <laughs> in recent events, <laughs> such as the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Weishaupt's ideas have also influenced the realms of popular fiction, such as Dan Brown's Angels and Demons and Foucault's Pendulum. Uh, by Italian novelist Umberto Eco. 
Although this group was disbanded, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Weishaupt's lasting contribution may be the idea that secret societies linger behind the scenes, pulling the levers of power. Yeah, maybe, huh? Maybe. Maybe. What and disinformation got, uh, is in this, you know, little article, National Geographic? Well, what they happen to not uh, include is the actually quite historically, uh, uh, a lot of historical evidence to show that the Illuminati then uh, went into hiding by all the members joining Freemasonry yeah. and existing within the ranks of uh, the established and accepted uh, order Secret of Freemasons. Societies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some people even consider that the infiltration of the Freemason, uh, you know, because it was supposed to be just a good old boys club, but until these guys came in and ruined it for everybody or gave right. them extra injection of superpowers to become kings yeah, well, and, and mages. A, yeah. There's a reason there as well, because, uh, you know, later on, many countries, including the United uh, parts of the United States actually went ahead and started banning Freemasons as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, where before Freemasonry, you know, was kind of, uh, you know, sort of, a, I don't know, a gentleman's club with some, you know, some interesting twists and turns to it. Once the Illuminati was, uh, sufficiently embedded within the Freemasons and started acting, uh, from that group to, you know, pull the levers of power. Um, that's when Freemasons started to get banned as well. Uh, now, of course, that's not the case anymore, but uh, it's interesting how, you know, they, they uh, joined that group and started getting that group banned from places. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So and got those hiccup burps coming back, man. You know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what it means. Illuminatus! Illuminatus! You're showing yourself to be an Illuminatus. Um, I know. Part of uh, the more modern sort of uh, branch or uh, iteration seems to come through the whole Zionist movement. And a lot of that has to, be, has to do with the mystical uh, Kabbalah and a mystical Judaism that uh, drove the whole idea of bringing Israel back as a nation. And, uh, you know, that, that ticks off a lot of people that are really, especially those who grew up kind of in the Hal Lindsey era of Bible prophecy, or at least was influenced by that, because uh, it seems that a lot of the pre-trib rapture doctrine came from that whole arm. Uh, we won't get into it in this episode, but anyone interested, there's a lot there, a lot of history there that uh, is uncomfortable for a lot of people, a lot of Christians, especially in the world of Bible prophecy, if they've been sold one particular you know, end times doctrine or another, or just a no doctrine type of approach too. It seems to right. be a very convenient, but uh, we will not go in there, go, go in, un, in those rabbit trails today because we have to talk about uh, one of the, one of the four horsemen of the technocalypse. The four horsemen of the technocalypse. Anytime you see the four horsemen, it's something special. Now, I know you're a big Elon Musk fan, Basil. Oh, yeah. I love the guy. He's, love his weird truck. He's got his uh, 33 million followers. Classic. Ding, ding. And uh, he, he's, uh, he's been tweeting a lot today, <laughs> May 1st on May Day. He's, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's, he's maybe uh, 
you know, doing his, his thing there. But I got a few tweets here that I want to go over. Uh, first off, there's one where he just basically says... Actually, Gons, yes. real quick, yeah. before you do that, oh. we got to take a break. Okay. I know, I'm sorry, we got to okay. take a break. People are pulling up on the Twitch. They are they are doing it, and they're doing it for us, Gons, okay. so I got to give out All some right. shout-outs. Here we go, Catherine Lozo. Thanks, Catherine. Network Magician 419. One short of 420, Network Magician. Pooley 1976. Welcome to the club. Christian Woman 30. I like that. Straightforward. <laughs> Vancouver Mark. Vancouver Mark. Resist through salvation. Okay. Ooh, very like nice. Thanks for joining. Real Ryan 88. Very active in the chat there. Thanks for joining. Runk Smash. Did I already say? Yep. I already said Runk Smash. There you go. You get double call out Runk Smash. All right. Thank you guys for joining the club, following the Twitch. Again, we are trying to make partner over there. We have to average 75 viewers through the over 30 days now I, we're a little bit lower than that at this moment so if uh if a nice handful of you could head over to twitch.tv slash canary cry radio and start uh, start watching over there help us get those numbers up we got to hit an average of 75 over a month so please do that and uh, a little shout out what's up ab777 thanks uh, for being here Okay. All okay, right. Gons. Tell us about uh, any other. Uh, I think that's it. We're just doing Twitch. Uh, I'm over at the Patreon right now, seeing how we're gonna uh, pay for our internet upgrade, Gons. So far, nobody's biting. <laughs> nobody's <laughs> nobody wants nobody's us biting to have on helping us connection. upgrade our uh, our internet connection. But that's okay. Who knows? We'll we'll check the PayPal later. We'll see if anybody wants us to improve our. It feels like connection. we've been pretty good since the disaster yeah so. i don't know why yeah. things got better but um yeah so elon musk first off he's got his deus ex oh excuse me no i'm burping <laughs> uh got the deus ex uh little avatar picture there i don't know if that's like an elon version of deus ex but he tweeted this out today may 1st at 8 10 a.m mm-hmm. i'm selling almost all physical possessions will own no house what what in the world basil what, wow. do, what do you think is going on he's, there what? he's he's going all aesthetic on us he is and uh gonna go live in a cave <laughs> it's interesting because the first thing that i thought of was the the uh, matthew 19 the rich young man parable or or you know the the, the little story the interaction with jesus where he basically asks, like, what do I need to do to get into heaven? And Jesus says, uh, you know, for truly for the uh, uh, the rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven, it's easier, he says, again, this is verse 24, again, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And uh, the, 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 they were astonished, and they asked, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And uh, where's the passage that talks about giving up all your... Here it is. I think I passed it. Verse 21. Sorry about that. If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And uh, I don't know. It just reminded me of that because it just seems like 
Elon's setting himself up to be some kind of Jesus figure here. He he kind of turned on the official narrative of the whole COVID thing uh, when he tweeted out uh, something about freedom, like freeing Americans of this whole COVID thing. Free America now. That was back on April 28th. But it was very. It's been very interesting to see uh, Elon kind of flip it around here and and become. Uh, a champion of the people, so to speak, in terms of uh, the freedoms and whatnot. And, well, yeah, uh, if you look at his line of tweets today, I don't know yeah. if you're planning to go through them. Yeah, we don't have to the go next all one, of them, but yeah, give now. Well, give I people might run back. through them real quick because okay. they're hilarious. Yeah, yeah, okay, go for uh, it. The next one, he just says, Tesla stock price is too high, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I saw that one too. And this one, he, yeah. hasn't he gotten in trouble from the SEC or something because of this? Like not in, this is like the opposite of insider trading. It's yeah, like, he's uh, not supposed he's not supposed to be mentioning anything about stock price as a CEO. But whatever, what are you gonna do? There you go. Because then he continues and says, "Now give people back their freedom." Next tweet, and the rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in there. Next tweet, gave proof through the night that a flag was still there. Next tweet, oh say does that star spangled banner yet wave. Next tweet, or the land of the free and the home of the brave? Question mark. Question mark. Next Next tweet, rage, rage against the dying of the light of consciousness. Okay, he's he's he might be uploading himself into the internet as we speak. Well, that, that was my response was, hey, you don't need a house because maybe your mind is already in the cloud, you know? Yeah, well, then he mentions in his next tweet, just one stipulation on sale. I own Gene Wilder's old house. It cannot be torn down or lose any its soul. Okay. Yeah. He's serious. And then he says, this is the best part. The next tweet is, my girlfriend Grimes is mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes from the, 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 the champion of liberty to uh, and then his, just his, his girlfriend European being mad. pop star girlfriend is mad at him. <laughs> maybe maybe so he's funny. just, he's phasing back and forth from cyborg and human. So he has his yeah, human moments, and then he has his crazy cyborg overlord moments. He's, and he's having just, a real, yeah, inner inner struggle with his uh, between his humanity and his uh, his uh, upload, you know, cyber cyber consciousness. And speaking of uh, propaganda here, I actually found another quote by Edward Bernays, the uh, grandfather of propaganda, and I think this is apropos here. Uh, he said, "Quote: Modern business must have its finger continuously on the public pulse." It must understand the changes in the public mind and be prepared to interpret itself fairly and eloquently to changing opinion. I feel like that's kind of what Elon's doing here. He's he sees the people disagreeing with the whole, you know, the whole scientific dictatorship, so to speak. And maybe he's upset, mm. too, because didn't he like send some stuff to hospitals and they didn't use it or it, it didn't get used right. or so, I can't remember what happened. You know, I think there was a funny mistake where he said he was going to send a bunch of respirators right. and he ended up sending some other type of machine. Okay. It wasn't the, it wasn't the correct uh, respirator. So I think he kind of just stopped mentioning it. <laughs> and instead he's just going to sell almost all physical possessions. Yeah, well, you, we'll see. Are you I, gonna, I wouldn't mind owning some some sort of Elon Musk relic, you know. I'm sure you wouldn't mind at all. Are the, yeah. you, you're going to try his Neuralace? 
<laughs> his personal Neuralink. His personal thing. or Neuralink, I guess. Yeah, Neuralace, Neuralink. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. There's Elon. Uh, I don't know. Maybe something was triggered in him May 1st, you know, big, big Illuminati day. And he, he woke up and he was just feeling the, you know, the Antichrist power. Yeah, he's wild, man. He actually one of one of his uh, crazy tweet rants that happened last year later came out that uh, he was on acid with his girlfriend and was just tweeting away <laughs> some crazy stuff. <laughs> Perfect. So, so maybe you know, he's yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a picture here. I don't know who this Twitter thing is, but yeah, a little maybe a little psychedelic uh, influence there on. Um, Totally. Elon and well, his you know, tweets. he he likes uh, he likes his Burning Man. I went looking for him when I was out there at Burning Man with Carl Tykrib in the the camp of the unknown god, uh, working on some uh, reporting and some research out there. Supposedly, Elon was out there that year and uh, just didn't run into him. You know, too bad. Too bad. bad. Yeah. All right. Well, we're kind of running out of material for today, and that's actually good because I'm a little bit behind schedule today, so I might need to get going. Okay. But uh, what do you? Anything else you want to hit I before do. we uh, start landing the plane? Yeah, I got a. I got something here. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. More. More. Uh, in last in the last episode, we had a Nephilim update where Christianity.com was talking about Azazel. And it mentioned something about how Azazel was described as like a bird-looking thing, and um, mm-hmm. so it did a little little digging, not too much, but there's a little mythology.net article here talking about who is Azazel, and it says here characteristics, physical description. Originally, Azazel was one of heaven's angels, a gloriously beautiful man with wings on his back. When he sympathized with Satan, he was cast down to earth and became one of the fallen angels. Presumably, the evil that he spread as a fallen angel corrupted his beauty as well. By the time he became a major character in Jewish and Christian texts, he had already or he had taken on a demonic appearance. And it says here, the Dead Sea Scrolls describe Azazel as a demon, quote, chained to the rough and jagged rocks of Ha, and then I think there's some... Uh, uh, illegible or irreadable places there in utter darkness while the apocalypse of abraham describes him as a carrion bird a serpent and a demon with quote hands and feet like a man's and on his back six wings on the right and six on the left and uh, it says today like many demons azazel is drawn with red skin glowing yellow eyes and a barbed tail uh, he may also be found wearing goat skulls or dressed in goat bones since Jewish desert tribes once sacrificed ghosts to him. And, um, you know, that description of like a bird serpent reminded me of mm-hmm. uh, Quetzalcoatl. The, uh, remember everyone was talking yeah. about Quetzalcoatl, the flying serpent yeah. god of the Mayans and the uh, you know, some of those uh, uh, older... Uh, what is it? South American, South American uh, empires. Yeah. South American tribes and stuff. So there's that. And then I, ha- I also have kind of a, a side Nephilim update. And this one's kind of a, this one's really disturbing. I don't even know if I want to really show it. I did tweet it out. Uh, but I'll, I'll go ahead and show the article. I'm not going to show the video because it's, it's just a little too creepy. I, no one needs to really see it. Watch Arca, this is NME.com, watch Arca become a cybernetic goddess in the video for non-binary. 
and uh, the clip yeah. reimagines Botticelli's Birth of Venus, and the whole thing is just like this guy girl thing. Uh, non uh, the video is called non-binary, but if you can stomach the video, it's basically of a video of this uh, person transform into a cybernetic goddess, and I mean just all the creepiness that you can imagine uh, from get go. Yeah, and I, I saw it too. Well, yeah. We'll have it in the notes. It is not for the faint of heart. No. It's really terrible music, but, uh, you know, even the the lyrics are talking about, you know, how proud this person is to be non-binary, not just in the sexual sense, but also part cyborg. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, making its way back into the the culture there. Uh, There was a quick correction, Gons. It wasn't the Mayans who have Quetzalcoatl. That's right. Aztecs. Aztecs. And I was going to correct you, but I I wasn't sure. I did now chat is checking it for us. No, it's okay, because I I actually did. As I was saying it, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I remembered it's not the Mayans, but it's okay. (laughs) And their empire is not, not, tribes gone okay the, the aztecs were more uh more advanced than uh, even most it's European been a while cultures at the time it's been a while since All i right. did the research for the for this stuff this was like back this was like 2012 was 2012 research. baby yeah <laughs> the return of quetzalcoatl all right so here we go uh one last time i want to thank everybody who's watching us on twitch we did scrape we scraped by the uh, 75 average that we are shooting for today thank you guys so much that goes a long way towards getting us to where we need to be to help support ourselves and uh during this time especially where your essential employees now here's the thing we do not believe in uh, selling your attention for advertising. It just doesn't sit right, doesn't feel right to us. Not that we haven't gotten the chance. We do get uh, propositioned, and I use that word on purpose. We get propositioned for advertising uh, by some pretty big organizations here once in a while. Swift or WetJet has yet to uh, get my number, but um, uh, but that being said, we go by the value for value model. If you find value in what we've what we do today and what we've done over the past eight years, if you fi- have found v- value in what we put out, not just live streaming here, but the eight years of podcasts available on podcast players all over the world it's up to you to return some of that value if you want to see it keep going um that's the way to do it uh and i want to give one big humongous shout out because this is the the fact of the matter folks is we had a lot of trouble early in the show and uh all due to our internet connections being throttled which does not surprise us happens once in a while and uh any uh patreon uh, new Patreon uh, pledges or PayPal pledges or anything like that, we're going to put straight towards upgrading our internet connection to keep these keep the quality up and keep things going. Gons, if you want to pop open the PayPal and see if anything new comes in, uh, Patreon is showing one new pledge. All right. Someone who cares about our internet connection. And this is a big old thank you to, let's see, Jesus Loves Truthers. Who came in and is going to help us out with our internet connection. Uh, so thank you very much. Jesus loves truthers. And if you out there, I'm going to, we're going to extend this policy. Any pledges that come in today on Patreon, that's at patreon.com slash CCNT uh, for Canary Cry News Talk. Any of, uh, any pledges that come in today are going directly to upgrading our internet uh, service so we don't have to 
hurt through all of these shows like we were today. Yeah. Um, I don't think anything? we have anything. You got the PayPal? Yeah. Nothing new. We don't have anything new. However, we did have, uh, uh, well, no, we do have some stuff actually. Okay. This, oh, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong time here. Okay. So guy brings in uh, a good chunk of money. Guy, thank you so much for your support. That's awesome. We got guy. We got, PaulEilers.com throwing in and Joseph throwing in a little bit as well. And I think those are the three Thank that have Joseph. come into PayPal. So that's uh that's Thank gonna help us out so actually. Much. Very cool. There we go. Very we're cool. gonna we're <clears throat> we're four steps closer to having our, yeah. our coveted business business internet connection so we can actually uh, do these shows without pulling our own hair out. Um, so thank you guys so much for that. And if you want to join in and help pay for an upgraded internet connection, people, you can go to patreon.com slash CCNT or canarycryradio.com slash support. Hit that jingle, Gons. Canarycryradio.com slash support. Yeah, that's right. And if you want to learn more about uh, the decentralized internet, how we're going to be getting on over there and how you can get on over there, go to canarycryradio.com slash crypto. And you can also make some uh, crypto donations to the show there. Uh, Um, I see uh, Zookasil from Twitch asking about uh, XTZ wallet. That's getting really deep into the weeds of cryptocurrencies and... um, yeah, I, do, do you own any uh, Tezos, Basil? <laughs> I do not have any Tezos, okay. I don't think. I might have one in just a random wallet sitting somewhere on the internet. Yeah, but. I, got, I got some Tezos. I, I got into some Tezos fairly, uh, not early per se, but um, early enough to kind of see a little positive positive movement in the last few uh, months or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I can I can throw in my Tezos address, <laughs> I guess, if uh, if that's the way... They want to do it. Yeah, that's great. And thanks to the thought of a pilgrim coming in with $2 on Super Chat over on YouTube. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's another uh, thing that I got to check because um, the Super Chats, for some reason, the restream is supposed to give us Super Chat alerts, but I don't know if I have it not configured right or whatever. It's, It's not telling us. So thank you for all the Super Chat people that have done it over the last however many times that we've live streamed and... Did That's not right. acknowledge you. So sorry about and, that. And uh, and uh, Twitch is going to have some really fun ways of helping out the show soon as well. As soon as I get through this whole application process that they want us to go through. Estea. Um, so keep an eye on the Twitch. We are almost to a thousand followers on Twitch, Gons. 990 followers on Twitch. Yeah. So, I just uh, want to quickly go. thank Estea uh, for another super chat. She, uh, she or he, I don't know if it sounds like a girl i'm sorry if you're a boy i'm totally i don't know estea okay. thank you for your super okay, chat guns. <laughs> thank you for the super chat and all the right guns yes and pie and rage thanks pie and rage okay we gotta end the show gone so here's the thing folks y'all got friends and family out there who are still getting their news from the mainstream and from their facebook wall here's what you gotta do you gotta walk right up to them and grab them by the cage and shake it the end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted Come on. Ah, oh, what happened? Oh, we're going to try that again. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last thing.
little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Gradle of you cage it. you cage it. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right. Ask Noah. And one last thank you to uh, Incarnate Unlimited for coming in five bucks on the super chat. Uh, that dude is always here. Good job, Incarnate. Um, okay. There you go, everybody. Thanks Ooh. for tuning in to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Again, any more pledges that come in today are going directly to upgrade our internet connection. And uh, so you can be part of that. Head to patreon.com slash ccnt or canarycryradio.com slash support. Thank you guys so much. And make sure to tune in. We are going to be live streaming Monday, Wednesday, and Friday around this time. And uh, so make sure to tune in next week. But until then, folks... Think outside the cage.